Welcome to this week's Energy Show. Now, this show, this week, is for solar contractors, particularly solar contractors who do commercial work, who are installing systems on, on, on commercial buildings. Now, every time I fly into a city, I see hundreds of flat roofs. <laughs> Flying into Phoenix kills me. It's so hot. They use so much electricity, and all you see is white flat roofs over there. So these flat commercial roofs are terrific opportunities to power the entire building and with just the solar panels on the roof. Plus, commercial customers are starting to put in battery systems to reduce their demand charges and sometimes to provide backup power. And why are they doing this? Why is this such a good market? Well, the economics are pretty darn good. You're looking at paybacks that are fewer than five years. You have the uh, 30% investment tax credit. You have an accelerated depreciation. You have the new federal uh, depreciation laws. It covers over half the cost of these systems. So it's a really great opportunity for customers. But marketing to these commercial customers is tough. They're kind of scattered. They're all over the place. Some of the big chains have already kind of gone after the, the national owners of commercial buildings, like Target and Walmart, some of the retailers. But yeah, there's just a ter- terrific, more localized opportunity to market to these customers. And when I think of solar marketing, I think of Tor Valenza, a.k.a. Solar Fred. He's the guy that's been wearing the hat for 10 years in the solar industry. He's built a terrific brand for himself, and he's also built a terrific brand for a lot of his clients. He's been helping these companies in the solar business with their solar and their storage marketing activities for a long time. So I'm really happy to have Tor on the show today. We're going to talk about his five steps for commercial solar marketing. So welcome back to the show, Tor. Thanks, Barry. It's really great to be on your show, and I love the information that you provide every week. It's really just a benefit to both consumers and to the uh, entire industry. So thanks for having me on. All right, good. Good. We'll have to line you up for a third episode. You know, <laughs> <Okay>. after... <laughs> anytime, man. Anytime. All right. First, why don't you give us a little bit of background about the commercial solar and storage opportunities out there? Well, right now, it really is, I think, coming into its own. I think the same way that solar started to come into its own around the 2010-2011 period, now energy storage is starting to make sense, especially for the commercial market. The reason why is because it's a perfect solution for demand charge mitigation. So if you're a factory or you have agricultural and you have pumps that go on suddenly and you spike in, in your energy, that is a tremendous extra cost that you have every month. And storage is going to take care of that by mitigating that spike and not causing you so much in in demand charges. So that's number one. Number two, the other thing that's going on is that storage prices are coming down to historic lows. Since 2012, I just looked this up on Green Tech Media, um, the levelized cost of energy or the LCOE of lithium, lithium ion batteries has dropped by 74%. And in just, you know, since 2008, it's dropped 35% by itself, the LCOE. So, I mean, right now, there's a lot of competition for storage. They're all over the place and things are coming down. So the price is right. Also, there are, you know, all over utilities are deciding to phase out net metering and they want you to have storage. So they're re- recrafting the rates and the public utility commissions are also making it so that it really makes more sense to add that storage for your long-term costs. Finally, I think there's another really big big thing, and that's the trend in states going to 100% renewable energy. That 
is something where storage and as well as transmission, but storage in particular, is going to be very important for people to meet those goals. So obviously, there's going to be incentives around. In California, we have the SGIP program. In Massachusetts, there's a SMART program. New York has a REV program. They're happening all over the place. Hawaii also is incentivizing it through a net metering. So right now, just to decrease your, your power costs, it's great. But Certainly, with the decrease in storage pricing and the new rate design, it's going to be better and better for you to be looking into storage right now. The statistics that I kind of have in my mind is PPAs used to be ten cents a kilowatt hour, and then eight, then seven, six, five, four. I mean, the PPAs are down around two and a half cents. And I remember seeing some fairly recent PPAs that utilities were signing on to, where it was two and a half cents for the solar and a half a cent. For the storage, I forgot whether it was half a cent per kilowatt hour, or half a percent, half a cent for kilowatt, but just relatively tiny. You can just throw those batteries onto an existing installation. They're putting in you know megawatt hours, but it's just fantastic. So the question I have though about the commercial solar storage opportunity is this a national opportunity or is this a local opportunity or does it kind of depend on your company footprint to see what markets you can serve? Well, uh, again, I think it it really is both local and national, um, depending on the states and and what they're trying to do. I think recently New Mexico just did 100% renewable energy. It really is going to be specific to what you can get out of that, plus the investment tax, 30% investment tax credit. That's always going to apply. And then it's going to apply to your business and your energy profile. So you have someone like you really give you a great energy audit to see how much your monthly bill is with demand charges and how much can be uh, taken off with solar, plus the storage component, plus what the rate design is. I mean, these are all very complicated things to model. So it really does take an installer that knows a lot about the rate designs for storage and, and everything else these days. So if you're not up to speed on those things, you definitely, commercial installers, it's time to start modeling or talk to engineering companies that really know how how to model storage so that you can give a... It's tricky. We're usually using... We have our own software for residential, and we're usually using something like Energy Toolbase for commercial to figure it out. So let's kind of dive into your five steps. What are the five steps? And then just briefly five steps, and then let's start digging into the details of each. I mean, these are all the tactical steps. I mean, you know, every solar company hopefully is going to be different. You don't want to be commoditized. So definitely the first step is... Make your brand solid. Number two, clearly define who your customers are. Number three, find your customers and help them to find you. Number four, patiently nurture your leads and prospects. And number five, don't forget to market after the sale. Yeah. Um, that's the general tactical way. And, and those sound general, but when you get deep into it, they can be done in very different ways. And especially, you know, with a reflection of not only who your customers are, which you've got to pick your customers. That's one thing that people don't do very well, as well as defined by who you are. I like picking the customers and the, the corollary of that is figure out what customers you don't want to work with. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got somebody who's just, you know, they're just, it's a weird company or a weird homeowner and you're better off running away. All right, so let's dive into these things. Okay, so make sure your brand is solid. There's that old expression, you can only make one first impression. So that 
goes to a lot of things. That means the look and feel of your website. If you don't have a modern website these days that you can find easy information that has a lot of, you know, all the frequently asked questions as well as easy to find contact information and pictures and testimonials and all these things, you got to get it. I mean, that's number one, because you can do all this. You can spend a lot of money on Google AdWords, driving people to your website, and they come to your website, and they go like, do I trust these guys? Right. Yeah, I'm know? looking for something, and they don't see what they're looking for, so it's got to be there. And what about reviews? Well, that's just so important. I mean, you've got to have a really clean BBB if you can get people to view you on Yelp in a positive way, and always don't, don't ever let bad Yelp reviews stand by themselves. Got to always respond to them and be very specific because people read both. There's also, you know, again, testimonials from these customers. I mean, once you have one who really respects what you've done and they think you've done, you know, a great job on the roof, it looks great, everything's working, get them to have a testimonial. If you can even have it in video, even better. What about the team? Do you talk about the team? You know, again... When I think of you, Barry, you know, if, if I'm going to recommend you, I'm, I'm thinking of someone who's been in business for a long time. So you want to have the history of the people that are working. You don't want newbies. If you were a plumber before and you're just getting into this, that's not going to be a, a great uh, public face, right? You want to show people on your team who have experience with solar and now with storage. So, you know, this is a large investment. It's one that is going to be with you for 20 years. So you've got to take a, you know, good people on there and show them off and show their pictures. And make sure that the right, as you say, the right people that you've got that are going to add confidence to the customer. It's a big trust thing. It's yeah. a big trust. It's a solar and storage are both new relatively. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we talked about the brand. Anything else on the brand? One last thing. And that is, again, you don't want to seem like a commodity. So you have to show why you're different from other solar and storage companies. And you're a different company. So whether that's your experience, whether that's your engineers, whether that's an extra level of service, an extra warranty, you've got to define that. You know, it's typically called the added values, but it's got to be different from everybody else's. Otherwise, you're just selling on price. Yep. Yep. Everybody else is selling on price, and eventually all those guys disappear because they're not exactly. making enough money. Okay. So other than brand, number two is to clearly, now you've defined yourself, now you've got to define your customers, and that helps both you in your messaging to your customers as well as your sales staff. So the first thing you want to do is, especially in the commercial solar storage, there's how many thousands of types of businesses out there? There are many categories. Pick one, pick two, maybe three at most, and truly, truly specialize in them because those people talk to their other colleagues and their fields. So, you know, agriculture is a big one in California, but if you want to go for industrial, you can also do schools, you can do hospitals, hospitality. All of these people are looking to save money on their energy bills. And you've got to know them really well 
and what their pain points are, especially their energy pain points, why they will need storage. I mean, for a hospital, it's going to be resiliency. It's also for schools also are going to be a big thing. Now, you know, again, getting to marketing to school boards and things like that, that's a specialty in itself. But if you've got kids, that's one way to get in there. It's interesting you're talking about targeting because the needs of a hospital with the restricted roof space they have and the absolute high reliability they need and all the complexity of the piping and the wiring and the oxygen. I mean, it's really different than a school, which is a big flat roof building, but then you're going to have all kinds of public issues and and it's going to be different. And then even like a gas station, huge opportunity for gas stations, but you got lots of these little tiny footprints with huge energy. Right. And the different solution types for each. And also, you know, a gas station is going to want it for different things. I mean, it's going to want it for demand charges for when pumps go on and things like that, but it's also going to want it for their look and their marketing purposes to be a little greener. We tried to market to gas stations on another angle, which was resiliency. So when there's a blackout, when there's a snowstorm, like my family in New Jersey, the gas stations had plenty of gas in their underground tank, but there was no electricity to pump it out. So it's interesting how there's different needs in each. Okay, that's defining your customer. All right. So definitely know what their pain points are, whatever one you choose. And especially for first getting into storage, I really recommend pick one or two at most and really get to know who these are, and define that in paper for everybody to know what you're going after. Okay, number three is find your customers and help them find you. Okay, this is what everybody really wants. It's the meat and potatoes. And it goes back to your brand in the sense that when your website is in good shape, you're going to have a lot of SEO, search engine optimization words about energy storage on your website. So Google has all its crawlers and it's looking for websites. When you're searching for things, they want to see a lot of expertise about storage in there. So that means you've got to have your blog. That means you've got to have case studies. That means you've got to have all of this great, useful information that Google's automatically going to sign. Fine. Number two, of course, is going to be paid ads. And, you know, you're competing with other people who are also doing paid ads. That's why organic is better in the sense that if you have more time and you can get it in there, you'll go there for free. If you got to get people clicking on it, then find what those keywords are that people are searching for energy storage and solar and put those in there. Yeah. It used to be when I started, it was like 50 cents to get the word solar. This yeah. was like in 2000, 2001. Yeah. And now, I mean, we were looking at it. It's $75. Yeah. There's companies out there that are spending ridiculous amounts of money on that word. And, you know, God bless them. But they got to sell solar for a lot of money in order to be able to pay for it. And so, again, there's, there's LinkedIn. There's other ways to do it as well. But it's something that you really have to budget okay. for, unfortunately. All right. All right. I think another way is, again, to reach out for PR purposes. So you have solutions for these these specific industries that you've chosen. Write free articles about going solar in the trade magazines for them. That's a great way. I mean, and then you can get into the nitty-gritty of solar for schools and, and solar for hospitals or, or agriculture, whatever else you're trying to solve for store, solar plus storage. When you finish a job... Get that news into the local papers. Again, you want to keep targeting that same people and have an interest in sustainability. Then go to their events. Go to their trade shows. There's so many ways to get to know your customer and then to be where they are. Be where they're reading. Again, at events and things like that that they care about and that you can show that you care about them too. 
Oh, of course, if you're already installing solar, you have a great opportunity now to say, hey, would you like some storage with that solar? Things are going to change, and you can find some added values there and to keep that relationship going. Finally, again, try to think of this in a long-term way in the sense that if you have correctly designed your website, you will have what they call a, a pixel and this is what people do is they... they I, never you know, heard, I never heard of that term, a pixel. I mean, I know a little, but it's, you know, a tiny right. dot. It's a Google pixel, and people sometimes call them cookies, but it's a pixel uh, for Facebook and for uh, Google. It's okay. a, all of these things. And so when you go onto that website, you don't have to have necessarily a lead capture form because they can get all the information they want and go away. And then, again, as part of your whole advertising budget, you can f- remarket to those people because they have a cookie now embedded in, in their web browser and remarket to them on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and also on, on Google and things like that. Yeah. All right. It's remarketing, and, and it gets them see your brand over and over again with different messages. Okay, four, nurture leads and prospects. So everybody wants an immediate sale, but this is a large purchase. This isn't buying a Coke at the 7-Eleven. So it's going to take time. So give them case studies that reflect them. You've got to reflect their needs, and it's going to be different for every segment. So that's why, again, I really recommend you focus on one place if you're first starting out. Talk to them about the installation process. They want to know, are they going to have to stop business for a while? Tell them, you know, assure them that they won't. You'll work around their hours. Market your strong warranty and you stand behind your service and also the products that you use. I mean, that's why brand solar names are important because they're going to look this up. And if it's some no-name Chinese panel manufacturer and no-name storage product or anything like that, and there's no reviews about them, People aren't going to trust you, and they'll go over the quote where people are using brands that they do trust. Or you have to sell for such a cheap amount that you can't make money. That's the other one, and you, everybody needs to make money. So, you, again, you don't want to view the lowest common denominator. Definitely priced, but it has to be price plus what you can work for. And then I love webinars. I think people frequently ask question webinars for these new prospects and things like that where people can congregate, you know, you get your agriculture customers all on one call. Let them discuss it. Let them have a big discussion and say, you know, you're doing this once a week and you look like the expert. You're answering all of their questions all at once. And they all say, wow, you're really transparent and great. You know, I mean, that that's one way you could do it. just a podcast on, again, that particular market. There are many new digital ways that you can case studies and, and again, white papers. All of these things are so important for content to nurture your prospects so that they have trust in you. All right. Finally, we've got market after the sale. People always just leave their referrals on the table, and it just kills me. I mean, as a marketer, you've got to treat these people as a base that you're going to keep springing from with all of their customer referrals that you're going to give you. So you've got to nurture that, too. That means, you know, give them a gift when you're, you celebrate this installation. You can sometimes do a signing ceremony. You can, again, do a press release about it and give them some attention. But what's really cool these days is, again, drone footage. So do the before and after. And, you know, this is why you went and this is how you show what it was before. And now you've got your solar on top and you've got your storage. And now you've got them talking about saving money 
and you can share that over and over again with like-minded customers that are in the same sector. All these five things are terrific. Now, just very briefly, what kind of organization do you need in order to do these things? Because every company, these are great. I mean, you basically need to have somebody or a team on board that's going to take care of these important marketing activities. Yeah. I think it's really important. I think that people look that they think that marketing is free and doesn't have a lot of effort, but it really does need a team. So you really have to hire either internally or, again, get help from PR consultants or or PR agency as well to accomplish all these things with web design, with your brand, with with all these case studies and content. It's, It's just... It's effort. I mean, nothing comes for free or that easily, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. And if it were easy, there'd be a lot more commercial solar companies out there. It's hard and it's hard to make money. And there's been a lot more commercial solar companies. They disappeared when they started selling too cheap. All right. That's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks, Tor, for joining us. This is a great segment. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcast. 